0: Welcome to the show, everyone. We have U.S. Open tennis on the cusp of beginning and quite a bit of storylines uh, to discuss. So let's get right down to it. Serena Williams has announced her retirement from tennis. And, you know, we, we know this is the last uh, dance, uh, if you will. Uh, basically, she's going to be competing in singles competition She's also going to do doubles competition with Venus. Venus hasn't necessarily said this is the last hurrah for her, but for all intents and purposes, it probably is too. So, uh, you know, Venus is uh, going to be in doubles, and this probably is going to be the last time you're going to see the Williams sisters, to be perfectly honest. So, uh, you know, it is the end of an era. I hope tennis fans truly appreciate what's going on and it doesn't turn into this nasty back and forth because I don't know why tennis fans always have to make it a competition as to who's better, who's more important between uh, Serena and all these other great players. you You should be just appreciating the tennis for what it is. But let's just talk about the outset of the women's draw because, to be perfectly honest, The only thing I can say about the women's draw is that it's wide open because if Emma Raducanu can win it uh, like we saw last year and it was down to her and Leila Ann Fernandez, pretty much anyone can win the women's draw uh, for the U.S. Open. There is no one that I would say is a slam dunk, but I will say that the overall favorite should be the favorite in Iga Swiatek. Iga has been the best tennis player all year her weakest surface was at was on grass at Wimbledon. She lost at Wimbledon where her uh winning streak uh was snapped. And you know, she had a winning streak of I want to say it was uh 49 in a row, but let's let's be honest. It doesn't really matter because it, it, it's a clean slate and We 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 always talk about this like with uh, down the stretch, like how you playing down the stretch. You know, her performances since Wimbledon, which also uh, we'll get to this uh, a a bit later on, because of all the things that were going on between the banning of the Russian athletes, uh, pandemic. You know, the Wimbledon rankings didn't matter. So realistically, Swiatek is the overall number one. Uh, was never impacted by the rankings. And, you know, you're going to see some weird rankings uh, in this draw. But Tech is a plus 300 uh, uh, bet to win it all. I mean, it's not a great bet because, I mean, it's plus 300 in a wide open field. So could you make the bet? Certainly, I'm not going to crush anyone from doing it. But I think you do need to take a little bit more advantages of uh, the opportunities here. And let's just talk about Serena. Because, you know, everyone's going to be wondering, you know, it's Serena's last hurrah. Can we bet her? So here's the thing. The line on Serena is wide enough where I can say, sure, go for it. It's 3500 So you bet 100 to win 3500 outright. Can Serena actually do it? Doubtful. Mainly because I don't think Serena's body at this stage of her career is capable of holding up through an entire two-week period for a major. It's just that's the sad reality of the situation. Uh, Serena's body at this stage uh, with so many injuries and layoff uh, due to uh, those injuries and childbirth and everything else, at the age he's at, it's hard. It's just hard uh, in the women's game. The power's still there. It's just the consistency to deliver uh, on that power that becomes the issue. And you know, I don't think it's a bad bet. I, I, I think there there are way worse bets on the board than taking Serena three and a half plus thirty five hundred because there there's have se- I remember watching as a kid Jimmy Connors make his run in the U.S. Open. So there's, there's always a chance in New York, uh, especially with Serena's power and her ability to push some of these tennis players across, around the court. The issue is there are still some heavy hitters in this field that, you know, unless the draw breaks perfectly for Serena to avoid some of those folks in her draw, that's what has me concerned because... I know they said they gave Serena a bad draw with uh, her number uh facing a number 2 seed and uh, potentially round number 2 in uh kontakavik has been hot garbage this year. So, Kontakavik, if the Wimbledon actually had rankings, would have fallen way out of any ranking to be anywhere near number 2. So, to me that 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 argument doesn't hold any water. I think uh the truth of the matter is it Uh, For Serena, the issue becomes, does she end up having to face Mutrova in uh, round three? That, to me, is more of a sign of if Serena is ready to make a deeper run. Because if she can get uh, past round three, that's when I think this opens up way way more in her favor because I don't necessarily like the other players in the draw. Like, uh, and Fernandez did not have a great year. Sam Sanova. Maybe she might, uh, be in the mix of pass round four. so this really just kind of comes down to is Serena able to, to just stay healthy. Uh, because I like Serena's draw, uh, Compared to some of the other draws in here, like I, I'm not, I don't think it's necessarily that big of a concern. Just being perfectly honest, I, I think it's very doable for Serena. So to me, it's just a matter of can she stay healthy? I just don't see it happening. That that's that's the long and short of it. But uh, if you're taking a, a shot on someone, yeah, not not. The end of the world. The player, I will say, is a bad bet, is the defending champion. And Emma Raducanu, everyone's going to be jumping on her because she's plus 1,600. But as the defending champion, she's plus 1,600 for a reason, folks. She fired her coaches. She's been inconsistent all year. And she fired her coaches before going on this uh, up and down uh, 2022 year. She has not been good. Uh, just let's just being perfectly blunt. She has been kind of soaking it in, winning the major, and I think it, it comes crashing down. I I'd, I see more than a few players capable of knocking her off. Now, on the other hand, if you're telling me Naomi Osaka, uh, if I can get Osaka, essentially. At a better price than Raducanu, uh, because Osaka has been anywhere from uh, plus twenty four hundred to plus eighteen hundred. I I would take Osaka over Emma pretty much all day, every day. Like there, there's no comparison between the two. Osaka is a far better player. Now, has Osaka even been remotely close to that player? Absolutely not. M- mainly because the pressure of being number one uh, got to her the pressure of uh, being a minority at the top of tennis and facing the pressures that Venus and Serena both went through. Osaka could not handle that. And uh, it's a lot going on that people just do not understand, especially in the social media world. So to me, I look at this and say, realistically, if you're going to bet someone uh, that's not necessarily, and it's also going to be another popular pick, but Coco Golf makes more sense from a form standpoint and just the fact that she has the talent to get it done. Uh, Coco Golf has now advanced into the stage where she graduated high school earlier this year. She turned 18 years old. She's been in a singles final. She's ready to win a final. At plus 1500, I think that's a more than fair line. Uh, to jump on Coco Golf. That's where I look at this and say that this is more al- along the lines of is Coco ready to take that next step in her career? because for me personally, I look at most of these players and I would say that you know, Simona Halep has injury concerns. Ans Jabur has been a strong contender. Throughout the year, Sabalenka—you never know if her serve's going to go on her at any single moment. So it just uh, just didn't work. And of course, she was one of those folks that, because of the nationality band of being uh, uh, Belarus, uh, she 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 got uh, uh, blacklisted from Wimbledon. Um, you know, I I look at and Sakari has never gotten it done at a major. You know, it's just, I, I'm throwing out names here that are all in this uh, 1,600 to 2,500 range. Someone's going to win, you know, but it is more of a dartboard. I would rather take more of a chance on Coco and Osaka than I would on some of these other names. That That's just me personally. But, you know, do I think Swiatek is the most likely person to win? Yeah, based off of her form throughout the year, I do think Swiatek, and again, her weakest surface was grass. She's back on the hard court again. This is one of her uh, 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 stronger surfaces. As long as she's not too banged up from all the matches she's played this year, Swiatek should be favored to win this. I, I don't buy the folks uh, jumping on the Halp bandwagon at plus 800 because... Halb's been injured. And even when she was healthy, she was not in the best form against some of these top players. I, I would take Coco over Halop all day. Like in the, at this tournament, that's just the way I would look at it. N- not to say it can't happen, but I, I just think from a line standpoint, why am I taking Halop at half the price that I can get Coco at? It just doesn't make sense to me. So that's the women's draw on the men's draw. The the story of it all is the fact that uh, Novak Djokovic still won't get vaccinated and has opted to stay out of it. Like, I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, you know, folks who say it's unfair that he's being excluded. It is his own choice. Like, everyone else has done the requirements. Like, you cannot make an exception for one dude. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. But let's just get into the favorites. Daniil Medvedev, defending champion, is plus 240. And the line keeps uh, wavering. But at the number, it's not a great number. But he should be the favorite. You know, uh, obviously not impacted because of Wimbledon where he was uh, uh, excluded. But, you know, his hardcore game is strong. There's no Djokovic around. His game is the best suited to win the tournament. Like, there's, it's just... That's just the long and short of it. Uh, you know, it's... His game being on a hard court surface, serve... Now, has his form been in great shape? No. And that's the reason why I say it's kind of a weak bet. Because if he's on, yeah, he's going to win. We haven't seen him in, a, in some time. So, I... You know, yeah, he's played some of the smaller tournaments coming out of Wimbledon, but it's not as though uh, it's not as though he's been uh, that much of a lock. I would say that yes, he's a favorite. It's just not one where I'm looking at this and saying, you know, if I get him at plus like two hundred, plus two twenty five, like yeah, it, it, it's one you can throw in. But you know, a Am I throwing huge money on it? No, because I could see guys taking them out. Uh, and I know folks are going to want to bet Rafa Nadal. Plus 380, not crazy. Because if you look at this field, it's not, it's not that many guys that have gotten it done. And that's the thing. Tennis has been dominated so long by Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic that realistically... You don't have that many. Like, even when you have uh, the Andy Murrays and uh, Stan Walrenka, stand a man in in the field, like, who are guys who have actually won majors? Like, that's because all these young guys still haven't broken through yet. At some point, one of these guys got a breakthrough. Now, we almost had it with Kyrgios. Here's the problem with Nick. Nick didn't win at Wimbledon, and because Wimbledon rankings didn't count, Wimbledon, uh, like, it's like Wimbledon never happened. So Nick is a wild card entry, mainly because Nick dicks around way too many other tournaments over the years, and his ranking never improved because of it. He's a wild card entry. His draw is not that nice, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. So even with uh, Kyrgios at plus 1,000, could Nick make the run? Yeah. Can Nick be mature enough to handle the run? Uh, maybe, M- maybe. <laughs> like, it, it, like the, the, even his first round matchup against Kokonakis uh, is kind of a tough draw. Like, I, I'm I, like Nick's draw is rough. Uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see if Nick has uh, has what it takes just to just button down and just. Kind of put his head down and just get it done, because I I want I literally want to say that this might be uh, Nick's last hurrah to like really go uh, get a major done. Like I, I I have concerns. I do have concerns about Kyrgios in general uh, because, like this this could go. This could go horribly wrong and it wouldn't surprise me. Like I know people want to like see Kyrios like cuz he's 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 got the wild card in the 23rd rank but it's like I I could I could like he's got t- uh, like he's got a real chance to get it done but man it is hard with Nick. I, I, because I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen enough times, where uh, people put start putting stock in Kyrios and he implodes. I've seen it happen so many times. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about some of the longer shots. Dominic Team, former champion at the U.S. Open two years ago, uh, been injured pretty much ever since. Like the dude has not been able to stay healthy. But on the flip side, if you're looking at Uh, if you, if you, if you look, if you're looking at it, like he just has not been healthy. Like he never got to defend his title. You know, I, I just look at it as like, if you're looking at a guy, like, cause he's over, he's over plus 3000 to win the tournament. If you're looking at a dark horse draw, I, I think you have to consider team because he is talented enough to win it. We've seen him win it is his body going to hold on? This, this is like the Serena argument, but at least team is younger. And so he should be in the prime of his career. It's just that he, it's wasting away. So uh, uh, with a uh, team outright again, he's plus 10,000 like plus 10,000, hundred bucks to win 10,000. I'm just saying, He's one of the guys I would be looking at from a dart throw uh, comp- uh, standpoint, along with Cilic, Mare Cilic. Uh, Chilich is plus 6,500. Those are the type of guys I'd be looking at. Even Andre Rublev, plus 6,500. Rublev, again, he he made it to the third round last year. Like, he uh, plays well on hard court services. I'd be looking at uh, Chilich, Team and Rublev on the men's side as the dark horse candidates. But if you're asking me to pick a winner outright, like who I think wins this tournament, I'm going with Carlos Alcaraz. The 19-year-old, and, you know, he's been in the quarterfinals as of last year. Like, he got the experience. He's been turning it on. He's been a crowd pleaser. To me, Carlos Alcaraz is that guy that is on the cusp of breaking out in the tennis world and he needs to win the major to do it. To me, no Djokovic. His primary competition is Medvedev and Nadal. He can beat those dudes. He can beat those he can beat those dudes. He's that talented at nineteen. He is in prime position to get it done. I would look at this as he's improved at every surface of the game. Uh, clay Court, uh, uh, Grass, and even hardcourts, He's keeps improving. He's had a good run on uh, the circuit leading up to the U.S. Open at plus 550. Alcaraz is my pick to win the U.S. Open. Uh, that's where I would go. So on the men's side, but I I even think on the men's side you can take some uh, chances on the dart throws, and I know folks are going to concentrate their efforts on uh, Nick Kyrios at plus a thousand. I'm just saying there are other guys in that dr- uh, in that draw that you can focus your attention on besides Kyrios at way b- at a way better price that ha- are just as likely to make it to a final as uh, Kyrgios is. And it, again, it's it's not their own chain. It's just consistency level-wise, there are other guys that I would trust more because when you're only looking at the likes of going through a Shapovalov, a Sissipaz, uh Yannick Sinner is another dude that maybe he might figure it out to uh, get over the hurdle and get into a, a semifinal a, a quarterfinal. But realistically... That, that's that's just it. it like, there's not a whole lot of guys. That's why people are leaning towards Taylor Fritz on the American men's side at plus 2200 as someone who can make a lot of noise. My only issue with Taylor Fritz is I don't think his game is as well-rounded as some of the other guys I have mentioned. And even when he's serving well, his serve isn't as devastating as some of the other guys like a chillich who can just win a game off of his serve only. I don't think Taylor Fritz is necessarily equipped to do that. So my my thing is as he advances further and he's gonna face more well rounded opponents, I don't necessarily seeing Taylor Fritz having the game to win a US Open. So he's not in one of my outright bets. But I do I do have to say, like, you know, from a Rublev standpoint, Chilich, even team, if team can be remotely close to his normal form when he's healthy. Team at uh, plus ten thousand, you gotta you gotta take that shot. That that's my opinion. So I'm gonna leave it off there, uh, folks, and and get on out of here. But uh, lots of tennis to behold, and again, appreciate. You know, we don't have all the familiar names that we're accustomed to seeing, but still, should be a, a wonderful tournament. So. Hopefully uh, uh, some of you get a a chance to come out uh, in the New York area to come see uh, everything going on at our thrash stadium. I know I'm going to take some time out to uh, get that uh, taken care of, but uh, yeah, it should be a good time. So uh, that's all for now. Have a good one, folks, and uh, best of luck to you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.